You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good morning. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a lacking? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Nora Rahm. In northern Thailand, an attempt is underway to retrieve 12 boys and their coach trapped in a cave. Michael Sullivan reports it's a long and tricky rescue operation. Chiang Rai's Governor Narong Sok Osatanakorn says the operation began at 10 a.m. local time and that two divers will accompany each boy as they are taken out of the cave. He said it would likely take at least 11 hours for the first boy to be brought all the way down to the cave entrance. The governor said more than a dozen foreign divers and Thai Navy SEALs would manage the extraction extraction process. It's still a risky proposition, the cave still full of water and extremely narrow in places, but the authorities say they have no choice, that their window of opportunity is closing with the rain that's already begun falling that could flood the cave even more, possibly even reaching the place where the boys have been trapped for the past two weeks. For NPR News, I'm Michael Sullivan in Chiang Rai. Reuters is reporting the chief of Chiang Rai's health department says that two boys have been rescued from the flooded cave where they've been trapped for more than two weeks. An American service member has been killed in southern Afghanistan. Another two were wounded. NATO issued a statement that it appears that an insider was responsible for the attack. NPR's Dia Hadid reports from Islamabad. NATO said the two wounded service members were in stable condition and were being treated. The group said the attack occurred on Saturday and that it was under investigation. The AP cited a Taliban spokesman 
who said the attack took place in the southern Uruzgan province. The Taliban spokesman said the attacker was a member of the Afghan security forces. The attacker's fate wasn't immediately clear. Insider attacks were once a regular feature of the war in Afghanistan, but they've become less common in recent years. Dear Hadid, NTR News, Islamabad. In California, wildfires continue to burn from the northern border with Oregon to the southern border with Mexico. As KQED's John Sepulveda reports, record hot weather is hampering firefighting efforts. Throughout many areas of California, the sun cannot be seen because of the thick haze from smoke that fills the sky. However, the heat from the sun can definitely be felt. As temperatures in many places are reaching triple-digit record highs. Near the Oregon border, high temperatures have mixed with dry forest to fuel a fire that covers more than 30 square miles. The Klamathan Fire, as it's called, has killed at least one person. On the central coast, near Santa Barbara, evacuations were ordered and at least 20 homes have been destroyed by wildfire. And here in San Diego County, a wildfire jumped a fire line and burned down 18 structures in a mobile home park. In all three areas of the state, weather is expected to cool during the coming week. For NPR News, I'm John Sepulveda in San Diego. This is NPR News from Washington. Coming up next on the serious side. There's a video going around on social media that's going viral of a Caucasian white lady calling the police on an eight-year-old black child selling water on the corner of her neighborhood in the street. And the white lady does not like the fact the young girl is an entrepreneur and selling water on the corner. She goes behind a little barrier, a little curve, and she ducks down and she's calling 911, the police, on a child selling water. I really have to ask you a question because you sympathize with those type of people. (laughs) What is wrong with these crazy white folks who just want to call the police on black people for any damn thing? Uh, All right, well, I'll just ignore the whatever that was. But but let's talk about a couple things. First of all, this little African-American girl sounds like she's going to become a Republican because she's actually out there trying to make money and not asking somebody to help pay for her trip to Disneyland. Number one. Number two, I'm not going to sit here and defend stupid, ignorant people. And in case you haven't heard, Quinell, there are stupid, ignorant white folk. There are stupid, ignorant black folk. There are stupid, ignorant Hispanic and every flavor you can imagine. And I say to you, I, the only thing I get a little sick and tired of is it's a national story in all the media because they found some dumb clock white idiot Right to do something stupid. I could care less about little girls but selling lemonade. Look at this. No. Apparently, Jeff Sessions' Justice Department is starting a new civil rights movement. They're investigating whether affirmative action policies in colleges discriminate against white students, and they're using the money from the civil rights division to do it. So, is affirmative action racist against white people? No, there was a systematic 
racism that remains today in this country. And if we want to catch up after decades of people starting in a staggered way and not playing on a fair ground, you have to do this to allow diversity because it, it benefits everyone to have diverse communities. And you're talking about college campuses. The idea that they not only are doing this, but they're taking it from the civil rights division is like so disturbing. They're making a statement, aren't they? What's well, like you a double slap in the face? They're making a they're making a statement I about the about the values of this administration. Yeah, but it's not a requirement for you. It was the 4th of July when Yasmin Abuliman recorded the now viral video on her cell phone. Why do I need to show you my ID? This man, Adam Bloom, volunteered at the Winston-Salem neighborhood pool and asked to see her ID. He also called police. When officers arrived, Abuliman told them she felt unfairly targeted. Police verified her pool pass work. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Dr. Princess Odilia, Kathleen Williams, Mr. Jerome Esprit, and Mr. L.E.S. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is July 8th, 2018, and you're in tune to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network. Online radio is best. Of course, like the man said, my name is Jay. Thank you guys so much for spending some of your some of your weekend with us, a portion of your Sunday morning as always. Like I always say every Sunday, I never share the stage by myself. Uh, let's bring in the big dog himself, the one and only, the man that gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L.E.S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, good morning, good morning, sir. And how are you doing this morning? Doing outstanding. The man without impunity, too. <laughs> oh, there it is. Wow. Okay, well, that means the chat room's not open. Sorry, guys. I, I got a tap. Well, you know, listen. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm working okay, on it. Okay, so I got a tap. Is on it. All right. All right, so stay tuned. Yeah. The chat room should be open, hopefully, momentarily. The call in number is 347 Our colleague, Jerome Spree, usually joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio. Of course, Dr. Princess L.D. is M.I. Matter of fact, we're, I think we're going to change her status. She's just going to be a contributor, so we're going <laughs> to make some changes, and that way she can just show up when she can. Uh, Kathleen Williams is, once again, she'll be here hopefully a little later on in the show. Uh, she has some commitments as well on Sunday morning because we all know that she is a minister. And so, you know, Sunday mornings usually means that... Uh, Sunday mornings for ministers is usually Monday mornings for the rest of us, right? The number once again is three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Looks like our uh, director of social media outreach has uh, checked in. Let's bring her in, Jackie. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How is everyone doing? Good morning, Rich. Sister. Doing good this morning. Just let me know the chat room is open. I'm in there. All right. Okay. There it is. I got so it, it is open. In. You can start making your way there. The chat room, world famous chat room, is open, and of course we will be monitoring all the social media sites. Got just really got lambasted last week because of the fact that I didn't read some of the comments, and maybe I'll read some of the comments from last week uh, for this week's show. Our resident texter Johnny D will be checking in with us as well. He's going back on the other side, I guess. I don't know the radio exposure. I thought did him well, but uh, you know he's uh, he's going back to his texting, and so we'll get texts from him. 
throughout the show as well. Once again, 347-850-1272. A lot to get into this morning. We're going to talk about affirmative action. Isn't it jeopardy now that the Trump administration has the opportunity to pick another Supreme Court justice? And we're going to also talk about something that we touched on last week, and we're going to talk about it in more detail this week, Doing While Black, DWB, Doing While Black. It's just been a just I mean a, just it's just amazing what we're seeing here in this country. But we'll have conversations about that again as well. Let's start the conversation off with affirmative action. You know that that the Trump administration has the opportunity to pick another Supreme Court judge nominee to be selected to sit on the Supreme Court, the highest court in the land. Affirmative action has always been in the crosshairs of a lot of folks, and so now. We have a situation where the Trump administration has already rolled back some Obama-era uh, regula- regulations stating that colleges were allowed to take a look at an applicant's uh, race to determine whether or not, you know, use that as a factor as in deciding to get people in college. They wanted to make sure that college was a more diverse uh, situation where you had white kids and black kids and Hispanic kids and Asian kids sitting right next to each other and learning from each other. And the concept is simple. If you get to learn and know about someone, then, you know, maybe you won't be so quick to, you know, call people when they're doing the DWB thing, which we'll talk about later in the show. So let's start right there. Mr. Elias, affirmative action. You know, there are some African Americans that are saying, hey, look, maybe it's time to get rid of it. What say you? <laughs> I, are these the same people that are looking at the racism, that racism that's existing to this day? Are these the same ones uh, that are looking at all these all these white folks running around here calling people for barbecuing in the park, for swimming in their own swimming pools, or swelling water, or the one lady that couldn't even get into her own apartment building. Are these the same ones that says that are these the same people that are saying that uh, affirmative action is not needed? Are you kidding me at this point in time in history? This is crazy to me. This has got to be the most insane thing for you to think that affirmative action is not necessary right now. It's it's where it's. It's more so now than than it was earlier when when we needed it then, because people are really sticking their heads out and saying, "Hey, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with you because you're black." You know, the bottom line is you got a racist president in office, and there's there's, there's no use in calling him nothing else but a racist. I, I don't I don't sugarcoat anything. This guy's a racist, so why wouldn't you want affirmative action? And then put it on, and then put it more on point. Jeff Sessions is a racist too. So let's call him what he is. So now you're going to roll back affirmative action at a time where it's not, the, the, the height of racism is sticking his head out like it is. Really? And, and any of these black people say, we don't really need it. Where are these coons at? Where are these coons at? Because we need it more so now than you will ever need it. Because now they don't even have that. They, they, they tell you how they feel about you. And I appreciate that they tell you how they feel about you. But... I want a lot of when you tell me how you feel about me, that's going to block your ass from saying anything else to me. Oh, my goodness. It's Elias Sunday morning, man. Calm down. <laughs> this guy here is riled up this morning. But 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 when you think about affirmative action, and, and you know, and let, me, let me go to you, Jackie. Affirmative action was put into place to right all the wrongs that were done to African Americans because of the fact that we talk about this all the time. We're the only race of people who were brought here against our will. We didn't come here voluntarily. And when you look at what, you know, how we helped build this country, 
And, you know, where's our 40 acres and a mule, right? And so affirmative action is really to reset this. And a lot of, there are a lot of white folks saying, look, you need to keep it in place. You know, I always compare affirmative action to, like, playing Monopoly. When we came to this country, it's like playing Monopoly and all the pieces are brought up, right? I mean, you know, you can't sustain anything because you own nothing. So, yeah, you may get lucky and maneuver your way around a Monopoly board without hitting the hotels and get that little $200 payday, but at the end of the day, that's all you have, and that's what we're looking at overall. Now, there are some successful African Americans. I don't want to sit here and say that they're not. But, you know, we talk about this all the time on the show. You know, white people can be in the minority all they want, but as long as they have the money, then the bottom line is that they're going to always be the majority because he who controls the purse controls the nation. And so we know that nine, that the top 10% of people that are, you know, there are like nine people that owns what, I don't know, Mr. Elias, what they say, like almost 60% of the wealth in the country. I don't know if those numbers are to go back and look. Nine folks. How big this country is, and you have nine people who control a substantial amount of the wealth of this organism, of this of this nation. So when we talk about affirmative action, let me get your take on that because there are some African Americans who say, "Hey, affirmative action is a thing of the past." If we're living in this new country, are we living? If we're asking white brothers and sisters to look at us equal, then we should be treated as equal as well. What say you? Well. I benefited. I, I went to college, and I benefited off of affirmative action. So that's all I have to say. I benefit more from it, and I know how it's helped me throughout my time of college. And I just simply see it as it's a step up. It's not a handout. There's too many people thinking they're trying to compare it like it's welfare or something. I don't see it as equal to that. It's a it's a step up. And I think that's that's important. Now, I think uh black people these black people who come about we don't need it anymore. Sorry, you you lo- you living in delusion land. You 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 let it go out if you want to. <laughs> but I don't see it as a handout. I see it as a step up because I, I think that you know the, you know having that diversity is important. It's important, and I just simply see it as a step up. I I benefit benefited from it, but you can't tell me nothing, not at all. Eighteen minutes after the top of the hour, you're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network online radio at its best. Let's bring in the smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome Spree, the man who brings you on a week-to-week basis on a need-to-know basis, and he's also the guy at ExpreeRadio.net. Good morning, Jerome. How are you? Hey, I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing outstanding, man. We're looking at the fact that the Trump administration has a supreme court nominee or a vacancy to fill and so now we know that affirmative action is under pressure and so we're talking about those African Americans who are out there saying well you know what we need to you know it's about time that we, if we're talking about we're really a nation of equality then we need to you know people need to be <laughs> put in positions based on yeah I know it's hard to get through I'm without sorry, laughing it, right uh, <laughs> it's hard to get through okay. because they, <laughs> it, it, you know it, it's amazing 
that we have the people like, you know, that sheriff with the big old hat. We have those freaking Uncle Tom people. We have the Supreme Court, you know, uh, the Supreme Court guy, African-American. I'm not sure what to call that guy on the Supreme Court who he believes that we should get rid of, of uh, affirmative action as well. So when we talk about affirmative action and when we look at it, you know, this was a, you know, they always want to quote Dr. King, but they always leave out. It's just like the Star Spangled Banner, right? They talk about how we're supposed, the national anthem, we're supposed to all oh, stand up and, you know, the football players and this, that, and the other, but they never talk about verse 3. It talks about, right. you know, embracing slavery. They never talk about that. They talk about and, Dr. And they King's don't stand speech. up either. No, and they talk about Dr. King's speech about, you know, uh, judging a person on the content of their character, not the color of their skin. But, but what also Dr. King said, and I'm paraphrasing here, is he said, listen, that because America's done wrong by the Negro, that they should take extra steps to do right by the Negro. So they, don't, they, don't, they always just take the parts out, Jerome, that they like. What's the you? Right. So since he had a dream of a, a utopia, then technically that means utopia is here, right? He had a dream of a world being that way. The world is not that. I think there's plenty of proof that shows that it's not that. And secondly, it is always a really dumb argument when I hear anybody talk about affirmative action and theorize what affirmative action is. Affirmative action is technically payback from stealing and robbing and pillaging people. So nobody's getting a leg up. You sold everything, and affirmative action is trying to even a playing field, not to try to give somebody a leg up over someone else. But in white supremacy world, people seem to think that yep. if they don't have 100% access to everything, you're discriminating against white folks. And that's where I think they're crazy. Because you can't just go through life um, wronging other people and then saying, hey, wait a minute, we know we wronged you, but we should get the same benefits that you have. That's crazy because we don't get the same benefits they have, and then when we say that, you say, as a response, hey, you got to pull your own self up by your bootstrap. So you can <laughs> yeah, <it> really. Day. <laughs> really. That's what gets me. Well, you pull yourself up by your bootstraps, but don't. You don't have any fair. You don't have a fair, fair playground to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Right, but that they're not pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. Is what I'm saying. Nope. Like they every advantage, they steal everything from everybody else, and then tell you, "Oh, we can't do affirmative action because that will give you a leg up. You need to do it by yourself." Mm-hmm. Like you can't rob somebody's house and then tell them to go get a job to refurnish their house. Please give them a, hmm. affirmative action is, is a coupon. It's like saying, you robbed my house, and you stole everything in there, but you give me $25 off of a new bed. That's the best for That reminds me of that, uh, that video that keeps saying of Martin Luther King, and he's talking about that very thing, talking about where we got to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. <laughs> well, we don't have no bootstraps. Yeah, it's an old situation where people talk about, once again, you know, it's a handout. It's not a handout. Like you said, Jerome, and like Dr. King said, you know, this is to correct the wrong. You know, the bottom line, that's what this is all about. Let's bring in uh, Kathleen Williams. She's here with us. Good morning, Kathleen. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing fine, thank you. How is everyone? Good morning, Sora. 
outstanding this morning. Doing good morning. We're talking about affirmative action and uh, the fact that now that the uh, Trump administration has this nominee uh, for the Supreme Court vacancy, uh, bottom line is that affirmative action is in trouble. Uh, and, and so, you know, when you have a, uh, uh, you know, a, a uh, attorney general who doesn't believe in it, when you have a president who doesn't believe in it, and now he's looking for judges who are thinking along the same lines or have the same ideas that he has about what America should be, what are your thoughts on this? Because there are some African Americans out there who are saying, wait a minute, you know, it's time. It's time for us to be judged on the content of our character, not the color of our skin, which is baloney within itself. But what's your thoughts on it? Oh, Jesus. I, uh, I know. Uh, um, I, uh, I, I'm stammering. Okay, well, there's, uh, you say some African-Americans, like the one African-American that's on the bench right now, uh, Thomas. Well, he was, the, he was yeah. the first one, right? Who said Clarence. that? Well, even though he he was the one who pulled him up by his bootstraps and then discontinued boots, so he didn't <laughs> want anybody else to have the opportunities that he had. Even though he was he got through his program on affirmative action. Yeah, that's about, a good point, Kathleen. That is a dang old good point to bring up. Go ahead. That's a good point. <laughs> that's a good pull um, by you. Good job. Uh, uh, thank you. Um, and affirmative action has always been in trouble. We have always had challenges to affirmative action. And then, you know, um, it, it, it was it's similar to for the black folks that are against it or feel like, okay, yeah, we don't need it or whatever. It's, it's similar to the argument with watermelon, right? So after people make you feel bad, for liking watermelon. And um, who was it that was telling me? I think it was the, the brother that wrote um, Black Panther was saying that he was embarrassed about eating watermelon and so forth until when he went to Africa and they were like, why won't you eat the watermelon? Why won't you eat the watermelon? What's wrong with you? And so they were telling him about the fact that, well, we eat it because it prevents you from being dehydrated. It's got potassium, it's got magnesium, you know, it's got all these phenomenal uh, properties that basically will help save your life in this really ridiculously hot heat. But then we get right. over here and white, white, uh, white folks make us feel bad for the fact that we like watermelon, right? And then, so, well, okay, well, I don't like watermelon. Well, then you do because you don't like it. What are you talking about? This is something that can save, you know, that can help your health. And so here we are having been brought to this country with no then we were the first I guess that they would take our kids away stripped of our families our, the men of the race just you know castrated, hung lynched, everything else um, the mom the women raped the kids abused lynched, whipped everything else fought the war didn't get acknowledged for that then after they finally abolished slavery, we got no 40 acres, got no mule, got no house, got no land, got no nothing, and and yet we were still able to produce inventors and doctors and lawyers and, you know, 
mathematicians and people who made this country so much better. And yet, we still didn't get anything to put us at. So then finally we get, what, affirmative action, and now you want to take that too? And then black folks are like, oh, no, 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 we didn't do that. No reparations. If you look at all of the other um, national uh, abuses in the world, there was something, something to right the wrong. Black people, Africans that were brought here, nothing, nothing, except continued rape and pillage of the the motherland. So, and yet we still survived, right? We still did that. We still did phenomenally well. But we do need affirmative action. We do need the rights because in addition to that, of course, we couldn't get jobs. We couldn't even get life insurance, for God's sake. Couldn't buy property because of the racism and the Jim Crow and all of that. And then still substandard schools. If you walk into some of the schools in my neighborhood right now, there's no computers. There's no books. There's, but there's, uh, there's uh, metal detectors. But there's no book, there's no, um, the teachers are underpaid, there's fighting, there's infighting, there's corruption, there's all kind of crap. So then, and then they have a prison, to a, school, a preschool to prison pipeline set up specifically for black people. They talk about black boys, the, the great likelihood that they'll go from preschool to prison, then from, you know, preschool to Ph.D., and why is that? Because of the way the whole system has been set up since we were snatched from Africa and brought here. So you telling me that affirmative action is the thing that you want to snatch away? Come on. It's just it's, it's, it's shameful. And because they're not forced, because they own the media and they own the um, newspapers and everything else where they can write whatever the heck they want to write, to sway it so that people feel like, yes, it's a wrong against the world to have affirmative action and to give these black folks anything else because they're lazy and shipless and monkeys and this and that and the other. And you call the first black president a monkey and tell and, and his wife a, a angry black woman and all this other foolishness, yes, that's where we are in this country. Good stuff. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right. In this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something major happened. You know, it's hard to follow news during the Trump administration because so much stuff is going on. And let me give you guys a real quick update. If you haven't been following the story about the young men who, the young boys who were uh, trapped in a cave and. In Thailand, uh, it looks like they got six of these kids out. That's good news. We'll keep you uh, abreast. We're monitoring the news right now. We'll let you know uh, if anything changes. But it looks like four of those boys have made their way out, and you have to really go dig into that story because really, um, a, a, uh, a Navy SEAL, Thailand Navy SEAL person died trying to go back and forth. So we're talking about an experienced diver who died in an attempt to rescue these kids, and so. It looks like four of these boys are out. There are some reports saying that there are six of them out. So that's good news, and we'll continue to monitor it for you right here on the Syrian side. In this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something major happened this week. And I'm not going to spoil the surprise just in case, you know, you've been overwhelmed with news or if you shut the news off just to enjoy, you know, something like Wimbledon, like I did. I just didn't watch any news this past week because I was my, my, my brain hurt from all this stuff. But anyway, here's Senator Tom Caper from Delaware. He's a Democrat from Delaware. And he is talking to NPR's Noel King. Listen to this interview, and uh, 
Let's celebrate the good news together on the other side. You're listening to the serious side. We'll be right back after this. Ever since he was nominated to head the Environmental Protection Agency, Scott Pruitt has been followed by controversy. With questions over his use of multiple email accounts, EPA Chief Scott Pruitt is... Yet another investigation into agency head Scott Pruitt. Pruitt is fending off repeated questions over his housing arrangements, staffing decisions... U.S. taxpayers are out about $3.5 million to protect Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Scott Pruitt during his first year in office. Over the course of his 16-month tenure as head of the EPA, the scandals piled up. There was a discounted apartment rental from a D.C. lobbyist, a $43,000 phone booth installed in his office, lavish spending on travel. Pruitt ultimately became the center of over a dozen different ethics investigations, and then yesterday he resigned. Senator Tom Carper of Delaware is with me now. He's the senior Democrat on the Environment and Public Works Committee. Senator, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Will. I was reading your Twitter feed this morning, and I think it's fair to say that you are rejoicing over the resignation of Scott Pruitt. You called the resignation well-deserved. What did you mean? Um, I think uh, in baseball, there's a term that's called uh, a pitch well-telegraphed, and that means the ball coming out of the pitcher's hand, you you know the batter knows what kind of pitch it's going to be. Scott Pruitt was a pitch uh, well-telegraphed. We knew from uh, the time he spent six years as AG, Attorney General, out in Oklahoma, basically attacking the uh, the Environmental Protection Agency, leading uh, Republican AGs across the country and attacking clean air, clean water, all kinds of things. And so we knew knew what to expect. Uh, We never expected him to be as morally bankrupt as, as he's turned out to be. I was trained as a leader from the age of 11, Boy Scout, 15 Civil Air Patrol Cadet, 17 Navy ROTC Midship from Ohio State, uh, 21 Naval Flight Officer, three tours Vietnam, 23 years in all in the Navy, retired Navy Captain. I know a little bit about leadership, and this guy was just not a leader, and we're better off without him. Our country's better off without him. And uh, I, I hate to be uh, unkind about it, but uh, frankly, good riddance. His leadership skills aside, Mr. Pruitt was at the center of a number of investigations over his behavior, his ethical behavior. What do you think ultimately prompted this resignation? This has been going on for months. Well, this is death by a thousand cuts. This is death by a thousand cuts, and just one after the other after the other. And even uh, folks on uh, the Republican side, my colleagues who uh, approve of uh, his position on a number of environmental issues, uh, a lot of us don't, uh, but just were... uh, uh, one after the other after the other. And uh, there's a, an old saying, uh, uh, sometimes the bed that you make, you get to sleep in it. And uh, here's a guy that uh, I think when, when got, the word got out uh, in a while that he was sending the staff out to see if they could find a, a used mattress at one of the Trump hotels, I think for, for a number of people, that was just that was just the, uh, the, 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 the last straw, the last straw. One of the allegations against Mr. Pruitt. Uh, will investigations into his ethics violations continue now that he's resigned, or is yeah, this think, over? Yeah, I, that's a good question. I think some of the investigations will continue. They should continue. Uh, some uh, may not. Uh, the idea that he said folks out on this security detail to get him moisturizing lotion, that, that'll probably slip away. But the idea that he basically sent out people to buy uh, personal items for them, they put it on their credit cards, never got reimbursed. You know, stuff like that. I think that's just awful. That's just atrocious. A long list, again, of allegations. Um, Pruitt is being replaced in the interim by his deputy, Andrew Wheeler. Mr. Wheeler has worked for the coal industry. He denies that climate change is caused by humans. Uh, does this actually change anything? Well, I actually think it does. He's... Uh, 
uh, Andrew comes out as an EPA, used to work in the EPA, sort of rank and file person there. Uh, he is, uh, he's, not, uh, he's not Bill Ruckelshouse, he's not Bill Riley, who was some of our earliest EPA administrators, but he sure as sure heck ain't, uh, ain't Scott Pruitt. So prepared for the moment to give Mr. Wheeler a chance. Democratic Senator Tom Carper of Delaware, thank you, sir. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Have a great day. Bye. gentleman refuses to move his car because he supposedly does not think that I live here. This morning, the latest from the chapters of Doing While Black, a new video of police being called on an innocent black person now going viral. Welcome back here, 347 You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio best. Tell you what, uh, before we get back into the conversation, I want to spend a few seconds here on Scott Pruitt, because I thought that one of the things I heard in that uh, in that story, uh, Jerome, was the fact that some of the investigations on this guy will now cease. And this is what I talk about when it comes to hypocrisy and white privilege. This guy is stowed. When I say stowed, misappropriation of funds, millions and millions of dollars. So all he gets to do is do what? Just resign. And so now, yeah. so 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 if you know, I mean, think about that for a second. Millions of dollars. Americans paid three million dollars to protect this guy because he felt he needed to have a, a security detail. I mean, and so okay, I'm just gonna resign. I mean, are, are we? Are, wow. Okay, um, Jay. I know you haven't been uh, white pretty very long because <laughs> you get to do it by for ten minutes a day. But let me tell you this. Yeah. All of us get to play white on the phone. That's what the 10 minutes was, by the way. But technically, there's, there's oh, a privilege man, that's that always, there's a privilege there that has always existed, and it's always going to exist. As long as it's like the senator being asked about his replacement. It was like, yeah, he's just as bad as him, but at least he's one of us. We should give him a chance. And that, my friend, is Total oh, what, wow. that, that is what white supremacy is about. A black person, people can't forgive O.J. Ain't nobody catch O.J. do jack, right? And everybody has this, oh, he shouldn't even be able to eat at a restaurant. Like, they hold that against him, although he's not convicted of murdering anybody. But in this case, you can get these people who obviously broke the law, obviously done unethical things, and they'll come back and be like, oh, he resigned, so we cool. You know, I, I don't know what to tell you, but that's what privilege is. If you don't know what privilege is, that's what it is. <clears throat> Unbelievable. You can quit your job and don't, uh, that's it, I'll just quit. And, hey, you know, all the money that, all the taxpayer money that uh, that I've used and abused, you know, I'm just going to quit. And that'll take care of all that. It's just unbelievable. You know, the IRS has been hounding me for, for money that I owe them. I'm like, my goodness, I finally paid them. I'm like, get off my back. And it wasn't nothing compared, okay, a couple of grand, my goodness, compared to what these people are doing. It's just unbelievable how, I don't know. It just seems to be, it just seems to me, Mr. Elias, there should be term limits on these senators and on these people. I mean, if you do something wrong, and this is why the eyes of justice, justice is always, you know, they have the blindfold on, <laughs> you know, that the scales and the blindfold. The blindfold means that we're going to close our eyes to what white people are doing because the bottom line is that kidding. these people are getting away with nonsense. 
and it's just unbelievable. But I don't care, you know. And all these people send out, you know, you can send these messages. I don't care, you know. Here's the problem: when you call people out for what they do and how they operate, a sense in them becomes very defensive, right? Because a part of them know it's true. And I always tell you, if you don't like what we're saying, why are you even tuning into the show? If you're upset at all, here you like people talking about white people again. You, you know what? Guess what? If the shoe fits, wear it. Or if the hood exactly. fits, put it on. This is crazy. He said he, he was trying to get a Chick-fil-A deal for his wife, man. Try to, I mean, you know, he was trying about to this nonsense this, this guy was doing. Oh, my God. This is you know, absolute nonsense. I did half the stuff. Just oh, just God. The stuff. That this guy did. What would they? What would happen? What would have happened? Oh boy! You know, it's ridiculous, man. I mean, this is nuts. This is nuts. This is nuts. What? Where, how we live in this country? And, it, and it's a beautiful segue into you know my new arm braces, D uh, DWB, doing while black. It's a beautiful segue mm. because you people feel that you have the right. The country that you stole, first of all. Right, that you stole from, from 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 colored folks, people of color, different pigmentation, skin color than yours. Then all of a sudden, you know, you everybody everybody's a master of the universe. You can do what you want to do. You feel you can stop anybody at any time and ask them anything you want because this is your country. And then you fall on the pipe piper of of Russia, the president of the United States. Hmm. Russia. When I joined the military, Russia was numero uno, the enemy of the state, man. Everything we did, it went towards Russia. You have a guy that's embracing Russia. Wait, and these red-blooded American... Yeah. Kenya don't have no nuclear weapons. People were like, the president's talking to Kenya. <laughs> like, they're like, <laughs> what's Kenya exactly. ever done to you? Now, Russia, on really? the other hand, it's a whole other story. Yeah. yeah, but you but you won't think about that for a second. Russia, I mean, and he's embracing these people. He's embracing them. You know, look, you see what North Korea's done to him. They gave him the old pump fake, the Reggie Miller pump fake. Pump fake, fly yep. by me, hits the three. <laughs> they, they faked them out. This is the same thing they've done to every American administration, Jerome, and these fools fell for it. And so now they have Pompeo overseas trying to save face. The Koreans are saying, guess what? The Americans, this is deeply disturbing and troubling because American satellites has found that the Russian, I mean, I'm sorry, the Korean, North Koreans, are, they're, not, they're not decreasing. They are increasing mm-hmm. their nuclear uh, uh, production of nuclear weapons. And Jay, I, I want to. Uh, come on, man. I just want to clear something up. They didn't fake out all the other um, presidents. No president met with none of them because they wanted to legitimize them since well, the war. I, what, so, what I meant, Jerome. Well, let me let me say this real quick, and I'll let you have it back. What I meant was is that it's the same thing they've done to every American president. So okay, let's try to have some talks. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, we'll do something to try to you know give us a little something. Then they all of a sudden you know. Fake you out. And without, no, no, no American president has done what this clown's done. And yeah, what President nobody, Obama tell him when he first walked into the Oval Office? Watch out for Korea. I mean, your North Korea is going to be your biggest problem. So, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So, oh, so did we lose your Yeah, go ahead. Just, just to mm-hmm. be um, defiant of President Obama, he went and met with him, right? So he legitimized North Korea where no other president oh, yeah. would have done that and have not done yep. that. So I, don't, I yeah. won't put this guy on the, the map with anybody else because nobody's that doggone stupid. Right. So yeah, in comparison, nobody believed him to even meet with him, but this guy did saying, hey, I got to wait. As long as I get in a room with him, I'll be able to negotiate. He is not uh, – he's made a living off of telling people he can negotiate stuff. So for you fools that believe him, just know that you are a fool. That's all. <laughs> You know, Mr. Elias, one of the things a guy told me in the real estate business when I first started getting into that business, the guy says, you have to fake it until you make it. I said, what do you mean by that? He says, you know, you have to buy, you have to look the part because people want to deal with folks who are successful. So, and you know, and I said, huh, what does that mean? You know, because my business was struggling. So I said, let me go do something. You know, I couldn't afford to do it at that time. I went and bought me a black Benz and, you know, changed my wardrobe and did all these different things. And guess what? That guy was right. People started doing business with me because they're thinking, oh, man, this guy's successful. Hey, look what he's doing. I'm thinking, dude, I'm struggling to pay the, the note on this black man. But you know what? This guy told me this because he was a veteran in, in, in the real estate game. He says people do business with successful folks because people look at you as where they want to get. So they figure that you got it all figured out, so we're going to work with him. That's how this guy ended up at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Because if you look at his what he's really been doing business-wise, how much in debt that he is, how much bankruptcy he has put in place, the fact that he's dealing with the Russians because the Russians were probably the only people in the world that would finance this fool, it, they, have fall for the, they fell for the banana in the tailpipe. They fell for it. Mm. Hook, line, and sinker. Wasn't it? Wasn't it Providence, Rhode Island, or what, what, what was that? It was it. I forgot who it was. They said they will not put him on the ballot in 2020 until he produces his taxes. I think everybody should do that. Wow, I wonder how that works, and that's going to be interesting to see how that works. You know, something I forgot to do, and got you know, slap my hand here. Let me go out to our uh, our media, our social director of social media outreach, Jackie. Why don't you give some people some information as far as how they can follow us uh, in the social media realm? You know, because that's something that we need to to, to push. And I, look, I, I'm we old folk. You know, I, I'm just as guilty as most of our listeners. I'm like, Twitter? Eh, whatever. But anyway, look, we should push it because that's the way it works. Okay, Jackie, give us some information. But if you need more info about the TJRS Radio Network, follow us on social media. Um, and we have three pages, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all three have the same ending handle facebook.com slash group twitter.com instagram.com slash tjrs radio so uh check those out to get what you need the posts about the the shows the uh series side throwback wednesday and saturday shows and so much more and if you would like to contact us for anything, for any info about the show, or if you have comments about the shows during the week, you can email us at seriousside at outlook.com. Once again, seriousside at outlook.com, and all of those links are in the chat room as of right now. All right. 
people are telling me they can't get in the chat. Matter of fact, I just tried to get in and I couldn't get into the chat. So continue to push because yes. it's open. And uh, yes. I know so I have a problem. Shout out though to Virginia Man and St. Clinton in the chat room right now. Those guys have like a portal thing that they, I don't know how they do it. Everybody else has issues and they just pop right in. And you too. So anyway, go check it out. Chat room is open. The information is there. We need to do a better job of promoting that because that's that's the world we live in, you know. Uh, we definitely need to do it. And our listenership is going up. So you folks need to get out there and get on Twitter and uh, do what you need to do. Also, our resident Texan, Johnny D, has checked in. He says, unfortunately, power is privileged regardless of race. Sex and gender. I agree with that statement. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is our call in number. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. As we continue the conversation on affirmative action, and we're going to dovetail into this DWB thing. You know, this is a, a classic example, Kathleen, of you know President Trump, you know, um, reversing an Obama era regulation because this whole thing with affirmative action with colleges. You know, this was something that the Obama administration says, look, we want you guys to take a look at applications at people's race because we want you to get these numbers to where they need to be. Now, thankfully, and this happened with the Paris Accord Agreement as well, thankfully, states at the time of the Paris Accord Agreement decided we're going to continue to um, we're going to continue to adhere to those rules that were put in place by the Obama administration. And there are a lot of colleges saying, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. We're going to continue to do business the way we're doing business because we see, uh, you know, what the overall benefit is. But the bottom line, due to the fact that just because it was an Obama administration uh, policy, this president, not, probably he probably didn't even know what the policy says, but he's going to reverse it because it has Obama on the name of it. What say you? Well, I I agree with you. That's probably that's that's part of it, but. You know, this man was a, a white supremacist before President Obama was born, probably. So, um, yes, we would be looking at everything that uh, President Obama, we see that he's looked at everything that President Obama did and tried to reverse it. But, you know, it, it's not just like, oh, okay, well, all of a sudden I just hate it. Oh, I only hate it because Obama did it. So that yeah. if, uh, you know, President Obama had, uh, I don't know, had um, abolished affirmative action, you know, would he be trying to reinstate it? You know what I'm saying? He's doing that, but he's also exercising his um, his bigoted muscle to run the wall. Run the country, mm-hmm. you know, his narcissistic and bigoted muscle to run the country. So part of the reason why, you know, we just say, okay, well, because Obama did it, he hates it, but we don't also say that he hates Obama because he's a black man. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. part of why he's trying to undo everything that he did, and uh, with the fervor that he's doing it. So it's not just Obama that he hates because he's he's just he's trying to ruin. An entire people, not just one man. He's trying to destroy everything that this man, who was uh, uh, trying to implement policies, procedures, legislation, and everything else that would, eat, you know, level the playing field for people who who have been, um, uh, you know, that who have not had an opportunity to, to compete equally. In this country, 
So yeah. So so that that's where you're coming from. And you know, and you talked about Scott Pruitt earlier. And I just wanted to mention that in Queens, New York, right now, there sits a Malcolm Smith, Senator Malcolm Smith, in jail for. What did they say? Some kind of manipulation, and maybe some, and there was embezzlement, or something. You know, several different charges. But he's serving a term over ten years. Also, Assemblyman William Scarborough served time. Also, a Shirley Huntley at seventy-six some odd years old served time for thirty thousand dollars. They said that she misappropriated. By giving to some nonprofits that were somewhat re- that were related to her family members, um, and I could go on with the people who lost offices and were in prison for doing less than Scott Pruitt did before he got the position. So you know how did? And I'm just wondering about the uh, you know the whole system right now. How are we letting crooks get into some of the highest offices in the lab? Crooks and criminals. Crooks and, I mean, they're criminals anyway, right? But we saw this man who was, um, who just had to resign from being one of uh, Trump's top people for beating uh, his wife and his fiance and all this stuff. Criminals and crooks that he put into these positions. And family members that he's elevated, and, and Jared, and all the other uh, deals that we see being made. And I'm like, where are the adults in this administration? Are we going to, I feel like Maxine Waters, you know, what the hell do we need to see happen before someone will take action? I, yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a shame. It, it really and truly is. And you know, people talk about how history will judge the Republicans during this period of time. You know, they probably don't care. They'll be dead and gone. Who cares? Well, you know, they can sit here and do what they want to do. This is ridiculous. And then, you know, it's a beautiful segue. I'm glad you brought up Maxine Waters because we're going to spend some time talking about her, and we can spend the, re- the remainder of the set talking about her. There are a lot of African American groups out there, uh, female groups, Jerome, that are upset at Pelosi and Schumer because they felt they feel that what happened was the Democrats doing what they always do, get into a circular fire squad and shoot and kill each other. Bottom line is they're saying instead of you trying to admonish her and say that she shouldn't do or say the things that she said, they said you should be embracing her and you should be on her side because the bottom line is is that all she's doing is calling out what the obvious is. This is a racist regime that we have in place. And I'm going to call him a regime because he thinks he's the freaking king of the United States. And the bottom line is, is that people should have come to her defense instead of, you know, doing what they always do. And I hear political pundits say this all the time. The one thing about Republicans is that they circle the wagons around their guys. And they're going to go all out. You know, Democrats are always, oh, well, you know, she shouldn't have done this. No, she, maybe you should be more aggressive, Democrats, and don't worry about the fodder that you're going to give the Trump people. He has a solid 39%, anywhere between 42 to 39% of Americans who support him. There are a lot of Americans who don't support him. He lost a popular vote by almost 3 million votes. Stop sitting here being punks when it comes to this stuff. Step up and say, you dang old Skippy, we should, yeah. every time you see one of these people, you confront them. It's nonviolent. Yeah. Confront them. 
You pay for them. They represent you. Go ahead, Jerome. There was a solid 45 to 48% that supported Obama. But he didn't go around acting like a spoiled little kid saying you can't do nothing to the people who are following me. So the issue is not necessarily whether um, whether we are seeing this correctly as far as Maxine Waters being right or wrong. The problem is is that Nancy Pelosi and Schumer are part of the same system, right? So how white supremacy works is that they don't want her saying anything against him, which is crazy, right? So... I know this is a dilemma for black folks. It always has been. We, Hillary was not that great of a person. But people keep believing somehow that Trump won because people preferred him um, um, as, a, as a candidate. But they just preferred him over Hillary, right? So forget that solid 35% that he has. And I think they know that in the background because... They know there's no way in heck that he's going to win off that if, if he's not running against Hillary. So if he's not running against Hillary anymore, what leg does he have to stand on? And we need to hold the Democrats uh, butt to the fire because Pelosi and Schumer and those guys turned their black back on Maxine like they did Obama when the Blue Dog Democrats was there. So I don't have an answer to the question to say, hey, here's what black people should do. But we got a hell of a dilemma on the fact that nobody wants to sit by us when it comes to us criticizing white folks at all. Because that's what the problem is. Your thoughts, Mr. Elias? Mm. My my thoughts, I said it a long time ago. The Democrats are weak. They don't stand by nothing that they're supposed to stand by. They're a very weak party. They they, they fold. Anytime... Somebody said something against them. They fall like, like I with uh, uh, the, the, the senator from um, uh, Minnesota. You know, got rid of him with the quitting. Got rid of him. But you got a president that walks by and grabs, says he grabs women by the genitals. But they, the Republicans stand by these people. They stand by their people no matter what. Maxine Waters is speaking out against an injustice that had done the children. That that that, that this administration. Has been 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 killing, just doing all kind of stuff to people, and, and this administration. And she's standing up and speaking out against it. And what do these people say? Oh, she shouldn't say that. They 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 cower down. And like Jerome says, they gonna stick by the white folks, man. Instead of them standing up for Maxine Waters, they're not standing up for. Them. They're not speaking out against all these injustices. They should grow a pair of nuts and speak out for what's going on, man. It irritates me that they don't do this. And I just look at these people and get frustrated at all points, in, all points in time in what they do. They don't do anything. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate what we're seeing uh, from our elected officials. And the bottom line is, I have to, I would like to think, you know, uh, that that some of these Republicans are saying, "Wow, you know, really, I can't believe we're doing this." And the only time they get this brave, get this truth serum is when they know they're not going to re run for reelection. And so all of a sudden, you know. They are, uh, you know, they're on top of their game. They're, they're, they're all, yeah, you know, the bottom line is this president is dangerous and all this other nonsense. They need to step up to the plate, do the right thing right now, and stop letting what's going on happen in this country. All right, listen, folks, we're going to step out. Coming up next, we will have that conversation about DWB doing while black. We'll be right back. You listen to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show.
is a message for all you teenagers out there who are thinking of becoming babysitters. Go online and take the Babysitting Basics course offered by the Red Cross. Do you know where Mommy and Daddy keep the bandages? You learn how to handle situations like this? It should have never come to this. More importantly, how to avoid them. Do you know where Mommy and Daddy keep the fire extinguisher? This is Kathleen's. Please, I'm begging you, take the course. She had to go to the store. I guess I'll be okay. You'll learn how to take care of kids, even infants. This is not how Mom does it. I'm begging you. Please go online and take this course. The Red Cross offers classes that teach the basics of babysitting. In just a few hours, you'll learn how to handle an emergency. The basics of child care and how to talk to the parents if something should go wrong. Take the course. Go to redcross.org slash babysitting and register today. This morning, the latest from the chapters of Doing While Black. A new video of police being called on an innocent black person now going viral. Welcome in, 347-850-1272. Welcome back into the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show. It happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network online radio. And especially say good morning to our folks. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Kathleen Williams. Good morning, Kathleen. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great this morning. Thank you. How are you? How's everybody? I hope everyone is doing well. Let's say good morning to my main man, Mr. Jerome. Is free. What's going on, Jerome? Hey, I'm good. What's going on, man? <clears throat> Just another day in paradise. No palm trees. Man, it gets the first and last word here on the serious side. The one and only Mr. Elias. What's going on, Chief? Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Say good morning to a few people out there in Radio Land, if you don't mind, Mr. Elias. I don't have access to the chat room, Jay. Not with my chat. Oh, okay. Well, I don't either. So I know that Kavina's uh, <laughs> probably in the house. <laughs> St. Clinton's in the house. Uh, everyone else, hello. I'm looking at some folks. The pastor's in the house. Good morning, Pastor. How you doing? A lot of people checked in. Bev is here. Hey, Beverly, I like you. Gloria. Hey, and you know what? This person, uh, Felicia, thank you for the words of inspiration throughout the week. Even though she's a fan of Johnny D's, but, uh, you know, she's nice. I love her. She's good. Veronica's in the house. Osumi is in the house. I like that name. That's pretty cool. Harm is here. What's up, Harold? I mean, there's so many folks. What's happening to you all? Andy, Drew, what's happening? Thank you, guys. And Carbella's checking back here from Corpus Christi. What's going on? How you doing? Welcome to everyone that's checked in. And speaking of someone's checking in, our special correspondent, our special contributor, to the serious side, the one and only Dr. Princess Odia has uh, shown her face. Good morning, Doc. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys this morning? I'm doing great. How are you doing? It's a good sound for the serious Hi. side. That's what it's all about. We're glad that you're here. Thank you so much for being here. All right, folks, uh, the calling number is 347-850-1272. Once again, and as promised, we're going to have that conversation about DWB. Mr. Elias, we need to get T-shirts that says this, Doing While Black. <laughs> Just a really? number of situations that are going on across the country of white people feeling empowered enough to sit here and confront African Americans about things that normal people would do, right? 
I mean, going home after yeah. work. All of a sudden, someone's telling you you can't go home. Well, you know, little girl's trying to make some money for a field trip. She decides to sell cold bottled water on a hot day, and all of a sudden, permit Patty shows up and calls the cops and says she's selling, you know, she's selling water without a permit. Oh, then you have the African American guys who were actually doing a barbecue at a park, and then this lady called about that. I mean, you just have so many situations where people are confronted, and of course, we remember what happened with Starbucks. And kudos to Starbucks. I mean, listen, they made an effort, I mean, to say, okay, we're, and I saw the, listen, the guy who's the CEO of Starbucks has gotten awards from the NAACP, he has gone on all the news, on all the, um, he went on the Joy Reid show, he's gone on all these shows to say, look, we're going to try to make a difference, and so let's give him a chance to see what happens, but that being said, we have another situation, Miss Elias, where white people are feeling like they have the ability to do what the heck they want to do, let's listen to this story, and we'll talk on the other side. Online radio at its best. This morning, the latest from the chapters of Doing While Black. A new video of police being called on an innocent black person now going viral. And nobody else was asked their ID. I feel this is racial profiling. I'm the only black person here with my son in the pool. Jasmine Edwards and her child were at their neighborhood pool on the 4th of July when another resident, Adam Bloom, Call the cops who say he refused to believe Edwards lived in his neighborhood. First of all, he asked for my address. I gave it to him. Okay. And then he came back and said, well, I didn't as have long your them, address. As long as it matches Sally Kirk, I'm, I'm fine. The police attempting to defuse the situation ask for her permission to prove to Bloom that her access card works on the pool lock, which it does. Turn screen and it unlocks. There you go, sir. But that's good enough for me today. Do you want to apologize? Adam? Bloom's attorney declined to comment overnight. The Independence Day incident follows weeks of viral videos showcasing white neighbors calling the police for black people doing seemingly everyday things, from mowing lawns. You should not be getting the police called on you because you out here cutting grass. To barbecuing in the park. Charcoal grills are not allowed here. In June, Allison Edo lost her job after calling 911 to report an eight-year-old girl for selling water on a San Francisco sidewalk, earning her the nickname Permit Patty. You can hide all you want. The whole world going to see you, boo. She denies race was a factor in the incident. So Bloom was a member of the Homeowners Association but abruptly resigned yesterday. He claims he occasionally asks other pool visitors for their ID. But can you imagine, Michael, using your card to get in the studio and Eddie's like, bro, I'm going to need to see your ID, man. Well, he's going to have to make me show it to him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Online radio at its best. Michael Strahan, thanks to uh, the guys at Good Morning America for that clip. Uh, so another situation where we have a person feeling that they're emboldened. And you know the thing that really upsets me, and I talked about this last time we talked, well, last week, actually, and I'll say it again. Bottom line is that the guy asked for our ID and she showed it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like we have this subservient thing about us all massive. We have to prove to you we belong. I'm not sure. Listen, the Kavina man... Let's take our examples from Kavina Man and Jerome Spring. <laughs> Jerome, they're like, I'm not showing you nothing. You know what I'm saying? No, let's let, let's follow that example. I'm not showing you Jack. There you go, Mr. Elliott. As a matter of fact, we'll get DWB on the front and then on the back. We're saying, we're, I'm not showing you Jack. I think we can sell those out. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous what's going on in this country, how people feel that they have to, you know, call calling 911, you know, usually there's there's a ticket involved with that. What you calling 911 for for someone selling freaking uh, cold water on, on the curb 
I mean, this is nuts. And then remember mm. the post. Now, here's something that we, we that, that kind of flew under the radar. I want to bring it back to fruition here or talk about it at least during this segment. At the beginning of the show, we heard uh, a piece that they do here in Houston called Sound Off. And it's between Kwame X. He's a, he's a uh, civil rights uh, uh, leader here in the area. And he goes against, you know, the local white loudmouth. And I can't remember the guy's name. But they, they go back and forth. They go round by round and they argue about things. We've played a couple of their clips on the show before. And one of the things that the guy said, the, the white guy said, well, you know, first of all, she's out there trying to, you know, make some money, so she's going to be a Republican because she's not out there begging for stuff. Did you get that? She's not out there uh, asking for handouts, mm-hmm. right? You know, she's going to be a Republican because, you know, Democrats, they, they they want the government to give them everything, you know. But the Republicans, you know, no, you, Republicans we, we're out here, to, you know, we're, we're earning our keep, you know. And, and 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 most of the people that are on welfare are what, Mr. Elias? They're white, but hell, if you look at the corporations, the rich folks, they get the handouts. That's what people fail to realize. The rich folks, absolutely, the corporations, absolutely. and the rich folks get the most handouts from the government, and they make you, they try to make people feel bad for getting money from the government, but they get the majority of the money from the government. Hell, who just got the biggest tax break ever? Come on, man. You know, you, people got to wake up and see what's going on, but they don't. All they do is sit there and act like, like what they said is something better. Hell, they're, they're, corporate welfare is killing this country. It's killing us because they don't pay their fair share taxes. That's why they send their asses over and they get to have their asses over in all these foreign countries to put their headquarters over there. Why? Because it's, it's a mess of a tax break for them. Come on, man! Stop. You know, cat, cat. You know, you know, Kathleen. Every time someone talks about us being lazy, the first response I usually say is, "And who? And who had slaves?" <laughs> Your thoughts, Kathleen? <laughs> My thoughts on who had slaves or, or DWP? <laughs> <laughs> who owns slaves? <laughs> Who's lazy? <laughs> who had slaves? Stop it! Uh, Yikes! Um, the, uh, the, when, you know, when you talk about the lady at the pool being asked to show ID, what popped into my head was apartheid. Because in order to move mm-hmm. around to South Africa, that's what a- Africans had to do, uh-huh. is show oh, wow. their, pa- they show their papers and their documents. Mm-hmm. To prove that they were legally moving throughout certain parts of South Africa or during during certain hours of the day and so forth. That's what oh, it, re- oh it is reminding me of apartheid, and and the fact that the police come and you know try to reason with us to be reasonably well. Let, let me let me just see it so I can prove to them. You know that you yeah. belong instead of saying what okay instead of doing what they should do and say to the waffle house people or the Starbucks people mm. or whatever else, um we're gonna fine you for calling the police um or we're going to take you in <clears throat> for calling the police for something that did not warrant a phone call. Why are you calling the police on on uh, patrons of your establishment that have committed no crime? Instead, instead they put these gentlemen in handcuffs 
for being in a Starbucks because I I would like to see the law that says that you cannot lawfully be in an establishment, particularly Starbucks, where this is what everybody does. Where's the law that they broke? Tell me. I, I I'm, hmm. I'm so confused about this. Hmm. Well, the Starbucks wow. situation, I think it was where the managers called because they're saying, you know, you can't lauder here without, uh, you know, purchasing something. And even though everybody and their mama, you know, the white lady who actually, you know, keep in mind, we always talk about there were white folks who are part of the struggle. A white lady actually videotaped that. And you can hear her on the background talking about they're not doing anything. As a matter of fact, they interviewed her on a couple of shows. And she says, look, I do this all the time. I, I always go to Starbucks oh. and don't buy anything. I sit there at work. They never approach me. But this is what they do. This is nonsense. So there are some young white folks out there. You know, I remember watching this whole thing, that, you know, what happened in Charleston. A, white, a young white lady died because she was out there saying, hey, look, this is not right. We're Americans, and we're going to stand up for, for what's right. So, you know, kudos to the people. And the guy you saw in the video for Starbucks, uh, Dr. Prince's idea, where the guy who they were waiting to meet, he says, wait a minute, what are you guys doing? They're, they're not doing anything wrong. Oh, why are you doing this? I mean, this guy's yeah. getting belligerent with the cops. Now, trust me, if that guy would have been the black dude getting belligerent with the cops, they'd have had his behind in handcuffs too. But that's Absolutely. just the way it works. But let me play devil's advocate here, Dr. Princess O'Dea, because people can say, well, wait a minute. You're taking away a part of crime prevention that, you know, America relies on. You know, you see something, say something. So at the end of the day, if you see somebody that looks suspicious, you know, the bottom line is you should say something. So what do you say to people who may present that argument? Like, look, I never saw this person around here before, and I'm going to call the cops. What do you say when people say, look, I'm just trying to do my duty as being a, a responsible neighbor to make sure we don't have any riffraff or anything nonsense happening in the neighborhood? What would be, what would be your response to people who would take that approach to these types of situations? Well, well, first of all, let's call spade a spade. If we were in a different time, a different era, uh, maybe 20 years ago when I was a kid, when people were really doing that sincerely, maybe it could pass. But when we talk about today and all of the, the racism and the blatant, distrib- I, I, uh, uh, no, the blatant demonstration of racism with those like scenarios, I would say go get a life because that's cool. I listened to, I watched a couple of videos this week that just totally had me disturbed. On the same lines as that, a young lady was in, no, let me say this one first. A gentleman, he videoed the whole thing, three videos he did, in coming out of a mall in Fairline, Michigan. I used to frequent that mall all the time when I was a kid. And then at some point, the Fairlane police started to get belligerent with black people. And it was really, you know, the black people actually just kind of moved out of the situation, but it was a big stink, but not like a big stink like it would be today. So this young man was on the video, and he was saying to them, he he said, listen, guys, I'm literally in here to buy some shoes for my daughter. But because I look young, these cops are escorting me out of Fairlane because they, I didn't show them my ID. And I was thinking, wow. And he videoed them the whole way out. Three cops 
following this gentleman for no reason because he wouldn't show them ID because he wanted to know why. Then I saw a young lady, a video of a young lady sitting in a store, and all she did was ask the people behind the counter. I need to, she, she didn't want condiments or something. No, she didn't want to pay 50 cents for condiments. But they insisted that she pay 50 cents for the condiments. But because she went against them and said, no, I'm not paying 50 cents for the condiments, do you have a corporate phone number? They called the police. They called the police because they felt threatened. The police came in charging her. Came in the, within like a couple minutes. Her friend was video. She was down on the floor, half half naked, because they were pulling on her clothes and tugging her. This has got us. Yes, this is this is crazy. So in a different era, maybe we could have that discussion about. Oh, I was just scared, and I'm just trying. No, not today. Too late. It's no. It's gone too much. So now any of anybody who thinks, oh, I just should just call the police. I don't know. I feel sorry for the one that really does need to just call the police because it's like for us, you call him, you call him Fox or whatever that is. You know, it's it's too much. I I I don't I don't buy it. I don't I don't my buy my. My deal is just don't support them. Just don't support them. Stop going to these people. If they if they yeah. feel that way about you, then your money is not good enough. There's someplace else you can shop. Stop supporting these malls that follow you. Stop supporting these restaurants that kick you out. Stop supporting. Because if you stop supporting them, then guess what happens to them? I'm sorry. They lose business. That's right. Take that revenue down. We spend more money (laughs) than a small nation. Black folks spend more money than a small nation, and we still keep supporting these people. Stop supporting them. Stop it. And, and, and we you see know, that demonstration even in the movie. And I just want to say one thing, Jack. In the movie industry, people do not, when Tyler Perry starts having movies and he has the big openings and it's a big deal, people, I, 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 think, I think the other, the other producers start, you know, they, they see a difference because it affects their revenue. I, mean, I say this to our, our community because look at, look at the proof of what we're saying. It does and make an impact because people, you don't want your movie on the same opening night that Tyler Perry has a big movie out, you know, because you're not going to shine. He's going to outshine you and it's going to affect your revenue. So it's a demonstration of that. And, and we do have to take this in. I am, I'm really appalled at this point. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, it's something that you really think about. And when you sit down and really, you know, put thought to process and think about how all this is working, uh, it just makes you say to yourself, wow, what country do we live in, Jerome? I mean, a country where, once again, you know, I can just be doing something just sitting, you know, I mean, and I think, I think we can all probably tell a story about a situation that's happened to us very similar. I, I, you told the story about when the cop asked you for something, Jerome, and, you know, now we have this new slogan for our T-shirt, I'm not showing you jack. Because the bottom line is you don't have the right to walk up to me and ask me. You know, first of all, officers, you know, law enforcement officers are, are you know, they're peace officers. They're supposed to keep the peace, right? I mean, right. Your, your, your goal is to keep the peace. If someone calls a cop, you know, and I agree, if someone calls the police, and I show up, the first thing I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to say this to you right now. If her gate pass works, I'm going to take you down to the precinct. You know why? Because you are wasting government and city resources for some nonsense. 
So now, I'm letting you know right now. Do you want me to check it? Matter of fact, I'm here. I'm going to check it. And if it works, guess what you're going to do? You're going to turn around and have the right to remain silent. I think if you start taking those approaches to this type of stuff, Jerome, I think that you may see this, you know, because it's like nothing happens. Now, keep in mind that the guy with the pool, I shouldn't say that, because the guy who confronted this young lady at the pool lost his job. Permit Patty. Once her employer saw what she did, she lost her job. So, you know, I think that you have to start taking these approaches that we don't want these type of people amongst us. Are you serious? Lose your job. There should be a consequence for when you do something ridiculous. And so no, they you know should the put people in jail, Jerome. But you know what the consequence is? It's not It's what LES said, right? Like, it's not the fact that they lost their job because they were bad people. They lost their job because people found out where they worked at. And once you figure out where somebody works at and you say, hey, we're not oh, shopping there, okay. nobody who owns those businesses is going to keep those people, right? So it's not because of who they are. It's because they got found out, um, for, because they found out where they work. And you didn't talk mm. about this, but you, I don't know if you saw the case of the guy who stopped the black woman who was getting in her gate, you know, and she used her mm. keypad. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, we so, talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, so even in those cases, again, I wouldn't have showed them Jack. That would be my t- T-shirt. Exactly. <laughs> Jack. Yeah. And, and at the same time, you're right. I would. My response to that would be, I'm not sure they live here. So I don't know why they call 911. Right. So you need to check them out. You need to check their ID. And I don't know how they got inside a gate that I live in because I obviously got in here. So for the pool folks, for the policemen even to say, well, can you show that your your thing works to get to satisfy the guy who called the police? And my response would have been, my child was in the pool, so do you think it works or not? I'm not showing you jack because obviously I was already in there. And obviously I already have a key card. So why are you asking me that? He didn't show his. So if you're going to right. ask me for something, you need to go check his to make sure that um, to make sure that he can show, prove that he belongs there. Exactly. Now, if that would have happened, Jerome, you know dang on well there would have been a confrontation. Because, you know, just like you, had I been there, hey, can I see your pass? No, let me see yours. Well, no, well, guess what? I'm going in. No, you're not. Oh, yes, the hell I am going in. And so it would have it would have escalated to something that it shouldn't have had to get to that point because the bottom line is these people feel empowered that they can walk up to you and just say stuff to you like they own every piece of this earth. It is not your responsibility to make sure. Well, that guy was, a, I guess he was this, uh, the, the association guy, which is in charge of the pools. Okay, fine. But the bottom line is that you didn't ask anyone else. So why would you ask her? I mean, this is this is this this is ridiculous. It is totally, totally ridiculous. Jackie, go ahead. I brought you in here. You wanted to get in. What do you have to say about it? Uh, I echo uh, your sentiments. I mean, this uh, this whole presidency so far has been just nothing but a big comedy show. And this situ these situations is uh, proof positive of it. I mean, because they feel like they got a spokesperson in the White House with his foolishness, they think they can do the same. 
Well, you you're gonna be the one paying for it. That's what you don't seem to get. You you you're gonna pay for it. You're gonna lose his job. Trump is still in the White House. Why I don't know, but you're gonna be the one to lose your job. What's that shirt going around talking about? Don't let your president. <laughs> you know, well, don't let your president. Yeah. Don't let your president lose your job. Don't let your president just 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 fill in the blank. Don't let your president mm-hmm. get well, you in like trouble. Your your president is gonna lose your job. Your president is gonna get you fired. Huh? I'm sorry, Jerome. What'd you say? I said, I said you can say it, Elias. Don't let your president get your ass whooped. Oh. We can say that. Yeah, don't let your president get your ass whooped. We're not our grandparents. Don't let your president get your ass whooped. You're right. I mean, just fill in the blank. Just fill in the blank. Don't let your president. Because you don't want going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it. Your president don't care about you. Yeah, you, these, this is the problem. This is what I talked about, the Pied Piper of the United States of America. This guy doesn't care about these folks. This guy, is, this is all about him. When he has these, these rallies and he talks to these people and he stands in front of all these folks and says all the things that he said, this is all for him. It's, this is, you know, and, and these gullible folks, this is how he won the election. Russians realize that, you know, our, our, our attention spans are a nano minute, so they flood, the, you know, people, Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. That's one of the reasons why I don't hang on Facebook now, to be honest with you. It's because it's like, oh, you know, some guy sent out a message not too long ago. Oh, man. Uh, folk, hey, uh, fam, I just want to let you know that, uh, uh, you know, there's this big storm coming in there, and they're not reporting on the news, and it's sending panic all through this place, and nothing ever happened. You know, it's like, good God, folks. D- do your research. Stop believing everything you see on Facebook, because on Facebook doesn't necessarily mean it's real. I can't tell you how many times, Kathleen, that someone has said to me, oh, well, I saw it on Facebook. You know, what they had on Facebook, uh, <laughs> Okay, what does that mean? Come on, let's get real. Get educated. Go out and find the information. <laughs> Stop relying on just nonsense. Because this is how this guy ended up in the White House, folks. Russian bots, Russian spies. They put all these fake websites out there, and you guys fell for it hook, line, and sinker. It's unbelievable. How dumb we are as a nation. This idiot sitting in the White House. How does this happen? Only a few people to fell for it. To a country that's supposed to be intelligent. This is ridiculous. Only a few people fell for it, Jay. Don't do that. Three million more people well, voted for but, Hillary. But, uh, but it was enough? Yeah. Enough of them but, fell for it? Yeah, but people who, who do that actually act like it was a landslide, like people were fooled yeah. by this dude. They weren't. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I get it. I, I, listen, I understand that, but enough of these idiots fell for it for this guy to be sitting in the White House, and then combine, and then you combine that with the fact that Hillary Clinton ran a poor campaign. She should be banned from every Democratic whatever for the rest of her life, because this is part of her fault as well. And then we talked about last week how, the, how we have all these people who are registered to vote who don't even exercise their right to vote. Don't complain if you don't do nothing. Take note to, Unbelievable. Take note to the black woman in Georgia. 
She got him out the vote. So work that out. I'm sorry, Kathleen. Go ahead. Well, check this out. out. So, so, but wait a minute now. But see, you, we go back to what we're talking about with. Uh, oh man, we're, we're running over real quick. Uh, uh, we go back and talk about what happened with Maxine Waters and how all the African American women are saying, "Hey, guess what? You need to step up and support her." The reason why you have Alabama and Dell Jones is because of African American women. So you better act like you know. Step up to the plate and do what you have to do. It's nonsense. This is ridiculous. For us to be having conversations week after week after week, living in this society where we have this guy sitting at the White House. This is nonsense. This is nonsense. It's 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 nonsense. All right, we're going to step out and get rid of this thing. We've done enough for today. My head hurts. All right, coming up next, Chatterbox and on a need-to-know basis. And, uh kind of go from there. Oh, Kavina, not Kavina, man, but St. Clinton called in. I'll tell you about that conversation on the other side. Plus, I have something from Johnny D. We'll be right back.
Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. It's time for Chatterbox. And I already know what's going on in the world-famous chat room because St. Clinton called in and said, Jay, that uh, there are no comments in the world-famous chat room. I said, St. Clinton, come on the air and talk. He said, ah, maybe next time. Uh, so he's a little shy, but it was good to hear his voice. Thank you for checking in. But you know what? To be honest with you, we wouldn't have time to read them anyway because I have some comments here that I have to read live on the air. Uh, and, I'll, and as always, I'll start off with our resident texter, Johnny D. He says, uh, uh, he says, my apologies for my brief commentary this morning. The mindset of African-Americans seeking validation is a part of the Willie Lynch syndrome. Although that's a travesty and the misjustice of character of the many hardworking African-Americans that are under the self-imposed obligation to be twice as good in order to be successful in America. The reason we are talking about this subject is because we are living life in the era of Trump, of the Trump regime. This is a true reflection of America and has been since 1555. Well said, good stuff. Um, uh, let me let me get out here real quick because I have two comments that I have to read that are... Uh, that I, I think that are telling, and I want to read them here. Let me bring them up here real quick as I prepare for the next portion of the show. Forgive me, live radio. All right, uh, Pastor Stephen Jones, the Pastor Stephen Jones, he says, as I, continue, as I continue to pray for this nation, this morning's show exposed the realism that has hit me at my core. We are no longer the shining city on the hill. We are a nation who separates kids from their parents. We are a nation who looks out for the rich, not the needy. We are a nation who supports white supremacy. In times like these, we all should turn to the scriptures for devotion and spiritual guidance. Wow, powerful words. Uh, Bruce W. from Wichita, Kansas. I've been listening to this show for the past six months. I'm a white Republican who supported Donald Trump, but no more. Not again. This show has exposed me to a life that I, quite frankly, didn't know existed. And to be honest, I didn't want to know that it existed. I didn't realize what was going on with my African-American uh, citizens, fellow African-American citizens, until I listened to this show and immersed myself into what you guys talk about on a week-to-week basis. I am proud to say that I will be changing my affiliation and I will continue to be a loyal listener of the serious side. My man, Bruce. All right, that's good stuff right there. I had to read that one, Jerome. I just had to because I wanted Bruce. We, hey, look, we converted somebody. That's always a good thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> good for you. Yeah, good gotta have yeah, one. Can I sneak one? <laughs> gotta, gotta, gotta have one. <laughs> gotta have one, huh? Okay, let me see. Can I get another one in here real quick before we get to uh, to uh, to uh, um, to drop the part of the show? Let me slide down here because let me see, let me see, let me see. Uh, that's one. Yeah. Okay, I don't have time to get that. All right, listen. I'll read the rest of them at a different date. I don't have time to, to get them all in here. All right, listen. Uh, great show this morning. Uh, but you know what time it is. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the show. Let's get it going. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Folks, it is time for all the need to know basis with the man himself, Mr. Jerome Esprit. Jerome, man, what is going on this morning in your world, sir? All right. You know, July 1st, um, Seattle has officially banned restaurants from giving customers plastic straws with their drinks. They became the first major U.S. city to do so for environmental reasons. 
So you cannot get a straw in Seattle. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was going on. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because when I was in Kenya, you could not get a straw. Uh, They weren't really giving out a lot of straws either, but definitely like in Europe, in in Sweden, when I was in Sweden, Russia, Helsinki, all those places, you had to specifically request a straw. They wouldn't give you one because they're trying to avoid the uh, litter and the uh, plugging of um, their, what do you call it, the gutters and so on, sewage systems. Oh, right. So they're getting rid of straws. So in a lot of places, that's what they're moving towards. And I, I just found out found that out when I was in, in Europe. And forget it on the ship. They were, they were like, no straws. No, none. Because they're going in the ocean and everything else and kill, um, killing the fish. So when they're finding fish, they're finding these straws uh, messing up their, you know, their inner organs. Yeah, and see, and I don't know how paper straws work, but I know they started making them, but it seemed like having paper and water is not going to work. But that's just me. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like I mean, cold. it's complicated, but I don't think you can coat them enough so that they're biodegradable, because then they wouldn't work in water. All right. Um, former MSNBC host and longtime broadcaster Ed Schultz died at 64 of natural causes in Washington, D.C. Now, Mm. I used to like the Ed show. So, you know, it took him a few days days to even announce that he passed, which I thought was weird. So I didn't know if he got banned off the network or something. I know he went and worked for RT, but Keith Oberman was gone because Keith Oberman didn't hold no punches, and Ed Schultz really didn't when it came to labor. And somehow he got missing from MSNBC, so... Um, just wanted to acknowledge Ed Schultz. Did you ever watch that? Um, did you watch him, um, LES? Yeah, I watched him. Yeah, I watched Ed Schultz. Yeah, I thought I, I didn't. I didn't know what happened to him either. I was. It was just all of a sudden he was gone. I was like, what happened to Ed Schultz? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he just yeah, yeah, but, here, but I, think it, I think it's when they changed. But better first, but better first, MSNBC drum. They did. I mean, they did. I watch it all the time. They did breaking news when it happened. So I don't know, maybe. But I did see it when, when it no, no, the no. day of, when a lot did. of people said something. But the news story came out the day before. Okay. Right? So, so I, I used to get media directly from, you know, AP, Reuters, BBC, from all oh, Okay. So I saw it on the wires the day before, and I kept saying, why isn't anybody saying anything about Ed Schultz dying? And it, it was, when it happened, it was a breaking news, but we got him through media feeds. But it didn't show on TV until the next day. It was weird. I guess they wanted to give the... Nah, I can't give them the benefit of the doubt. They should have. They broke the news for everybody else. But one person who was actually on there, they waited a day before it was breaking news. Anyway, it was weird to me. All right. um, The U.S. Postal Service has ordered $3.5 million after they used what they called a sexier... Uh, Lady Liberty uh, image from Vegas, <laughs> like their New York. Yeah, New York, they know, got had a sued. Face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they said they pulled it off of the, uh, not off of the internet, but a, a stock version picture, and they didn't know it was not the real Statue of Liberty. 
post office, mm-hmm. no, it wasn't real Statue of Liberty. They just bought rights to use the image, and they used it on the stamp. So the artist <laughs> person, well, how that works in copyright is that if you drew something, you still have to, you know, give permission to use the image. So it's the artist that actually is not New York, New York Casino, the person who actually made the Statue of Liberty um, sculpture is the person who's going to get paid. Seems kind of weird, but anyway. Just a little, a little muffled. Is it just me? Am I muffled? You said I am? Yeah, much better now. Much better now. Thank you. Okay. Maybe I was too too far from the mic. Okay. Now, um, Boeing will buy a controlling uh, stake of a commercial aircraft Brazilian plane maker, um, and they bought, it cost $4.75 billion. So, Boeing and Brazilian plane maker... I guess is Embrazer SA has a new agreement. Just have to do our international news part. Um, the Apple Store is set to turn 10. Now, think about this. You know wow. how you go on your tablet or whatever and you're downloading stuff from, you know, the App Store, the Apple App Store. They said developers has made, have made $100 billion, more than $100 billion. With over 2 million apps available. Now, you know, Candy Crush was killing them for a while. They made millions of dollars for Candy Crush. So every time you want to buy another live or something, you give them a dollar. I don't know how much they charge, 99 cents. But they made (laughs) over $100 billion in total for all the web developers out there. Now, again, imagine when we were little, Elias, that we didn't even imagine, like, uh, I mean, we didn't have internet and all that other good stuff, but imagine saying, hey, there's something that you can make $100 billion from. We should start working on it. You didn't even see this stuff coming. Like $100 billion of free money. All right. Mm. Now, Seth Rogen uh, ripped um, Twitter. Their CEO, Jack Dorsey, uh, he ripped him on Twitter because he said that his bizarre... Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey's bizarre need to verify the accounts of white supremacists is crazy to Seth Rogen. So Seth Rogen tweeted on Tuesday that he'd been exchanging direct messages with Twitter CEO for eight months while white really? supremacists were being verified. And Seth Rogen said he hmm. just doesn't he simply doesn't give a F. Hmm. Now, we will all get kicked off of Twitter for saying something inappropriate, but white supremacists, they need to verify that they're white supremacists before he kicks them off. Again, <laughs> this is what white supremacy wow. is. <laughs> Everybody, it is. Yeah, you get used to something, you're like, oh, there ain't nothing wrong with them. They're fine. You know, my, I, your racist, uh, the racist guy in the White House with his racist chief of staff and all the other racist people around him, um, they may do the right thing about uh, taxes. Like, they don't give a rat's that they're racist. <laughs> wow. Uh, yep. Now, um, two Maryland hospitals were evacuated after a tube of tuberculosis was opened in a hallway, possibly exposing scores wow. of patients to the disease. Now, it was a frozen tube of tuberculosis. It was being transported from one building at John Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore to another um uh, through a bridge that connects them, and the tube dropped it open. Okay, so mm. 
I have one thing to say for people in Atlanta, for Baltimore. If you're in a city where the CDC exists, you might want to move. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> really? <laughs> they play really? with Ebola, got TV in the hallway. Like, they are just reckless. Okay. What so, got me is when look, they were talking your... about the, uh, the embryos getting killed, and they was like, oh, well, they got killed. Did those ladies' eggs? Uh-huh. I think it was Baltimore or something like that. It was like, oh, yeah. well, man, it's what it is. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I, you know what? I'm not gonna even laugh about them today. We got other. We have so much serious stuff going on in the world. You you know that the conspiracy theorist part of uh, part of light just tells you that people are working on some really evil stuff that we can't believe in until mm-hmm. they get the news. If somebody drops a, a tube of tuberculosis on your floor, you don't think that people are carrying harmful things around around people, you know? Mm. But all right now. Um, Google Chrome is warning, like, if you use that popular browser, that their extensions is secretly recording everything you do online. The finding was made by um, a software engineer from San Francisco who discovered the software was being recorded or has been recording browser history since January 2017. So no matter where you go, if you're using Google Chrome, it is recording your moves every place, anything that you watch. Really? Yep. Wow. They said they said they're working on a fix. I don't think so. They put it in there, <laughs> so they know mm-hmm. what to fix. All right. Now, U.S. border guards are being blasted for trying to detain a Canadian fisherman while he was um, um, chasing illegal immigrants. But they had an accident mm. in straight Canadian waters, and so the U.S. patrol start, tried to stop a Canadian fishing vessel off of Nova Scotia. Really? Now, yeah. Now the guards were the ones who strayed into their waters, and they um, and they tried. I would see. I bet you the Canadians wouldn't show them their paper. It was like, what do you want, eh? Really? <laughs> Are you illegal? <laughs> like, get out of here with that. Because Canada, they really? are not. Other, I am not like Canada, but they are not rigid on infringing on other people's space. So I'm sure the Canadians mm-hmm. are like, we're not showing you jack. Canadians would probably wear their t-shirts. Which is that, Kathleen? I said, especially now, since we dog them out. You know, oh, yeah. That's because of with, Trump. You better, you better be careful with Canada. You're lucky, yeah, you're lucky they didn't sure. detain the border agents in Canada. <laughs> they like, you came too far. They should have detained them. <laughs> Anytime your agents straight into our country, we're detaining them. Uh, <laughs> Alright, we have time for two more, Jerome Two more stories, we have time for two more, sir Okay, well uh, and Speaking of Trump stuff, you know uh, London anti-Trump protester Got permission to fly a massive Crowd-funded blimp Of Trump As a big baby in a diaper In the UK So when he visits, <laughs> they'll be flying this blimp <laughs> It's a 20-foot Inflatable Dubbed the Trump baby uh, they're going to rise it above Parliament Square Gardens for two hours, but they're going to ra- they're going to raise it when he comes to the UK. Wow! Welcome to town. Good, I'm going good. to the UK on that good. day. Good. I, I, I know. I want to go to that day. Let's go see the Trump baby. Oh my god! Oh, you know, and and I'm sorry I didn't do this earlier. Here's 
a couple quick ones. A black woman filmed this angry white motorist for calling the police on her for smoking in a parking garage. Then there was a black man being made to crawl out of a T-Mobile show, store while police threatened him at gunpoint because they believed that he broke in. Oh, it was open. It, the store was open. So, oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, Can, it, so, Can you do this one? Can you do this, this picture that climbed up the um, Statue of Liberty? Oh, you know, I didn't do that story. So, um, I can't remember her name, but the uh, and a woman climbed up the Statue of Liberty to protest the um, the the children that were being held um, by by I guess it's by ICE by the Immigration and yes. Customs. Yeah. Department um, so, of Homeland but, Security, DHS. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, well, they're yeah. scattered all over the place now. But um, yeah. she she did, um, she has a court hearing coming up. She has been doing television appearances, by the way. But um, yeah. she, she was on, that, she was on Rachel Maddow the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah. Um, really, really quickly, you know, three poachers uh, were eaten by lions after... The Good. men broke into a South African nature reserve to slaughter rhinos for their horns. Mm-hmm. And they got eaten by a pack of lions. So while they were hunting, they got hunted. Good Thank God. you very much. Good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like that. That's a good story. You know what? Because they shouldn't be doing this stuff. Rhinos are almost extinct, and these fools Somebody are still else doing got this hunted. stuff. It's ridiculous. Good. I feel about that. All right, folks, this has been a great show this morning. Thank you so much, Jerome. But it's time for our final thoughts, ladies are first. And uh, Kathleen, final thoughts. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> while we were doing our show this morning, um, I was so happy that you read the, the pastor's statement because it really is a time for meditation and prayer for this country. And, um, I, again, I said it before, I wanted to repeat it that a lot of the news that we're hearing, you mentioned it also, Jay, a lot of the news that we're hearing is just so very uh, depressive. So just to make sure that people are talking with each other and knowing that it's not the end of the world and we have a God that is higher than high, that will make sure that we will get through this this life um, with abundance and with grace and with mercy. I wanted to say that. And the last thing, real quick, I wanted to mention that this coming year, uh, 2019, will be 400 years since we were taken from Africa. So there are a lot of trips home to the motherland, back to Ghana, back to see the whole, you know, to, to, to visit Africa. If you have not done it, then this might be a really, really good time to go. And if you haven't gone, definitely make the pilgrimage to Africa. Uh, God bless you all. I love you, and I will see you week after next. I'll be on a retreat next week. Look at her, always on the move. All right, Miss uh, Miss Miss Williams, we'll see you when you uh, return. All right, uh, Dr. Princess Odilia, final thoughts? Yes, great show, and I just, I as I hear all of the things that are going on around the world, uh, the racism and the things that are now becoming very blatant to to all of us. I just want to say that there is always an opportunity to get involved in your community. There's an opportunity to vision. If you feel like your hands are tied and there's nothing else that you can do, you 
have the most powerful tool at hand, and that is the power of the mind that God has created you with to utilize, to vision, and stand on that and continue to say it every, every, every day. Visualize it, see it, how it, imagine how it would feel in us being in the country with a president that was, that was doing what we feel is positive for our country, for your community, for yourself, for our youth, etc. Just vision, it is a very powerful thing to do. And I say transformation, it is. Thank you so much. All right, uh, man, my main man, Jerome, is free, man, Mr., I should say. Final thoughts, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you know, shows with diverse casts are continuing to um, have more massive crossover appeal, according to Nielsen. So, you know, one of the shows that I watch, Westworld, has a highly diverse cast, has 90, 85% non-black viewership, along with This Is Us and Blackish and How to Get Away with Murder and Fresh Off the Boat and Quantico. So just wanted to say that in line with the show that we're not isolationists as black people. Black people are mark, can be marketed worldwide, and we need to get off this notion that black stuff is for black folks and white stuff is for white folks. But these shows are pretty successful, and it's just a new story that I didn't get in. So everybody have a good week. All right. Good stuff, man. 60 seconds out, Mr. Elias, final thoughts. Just get out and vote, folks. That's my only message. Get out and vote. Final thoughts from our resident texter, Johnny D. He says, one of the most newsworthy stories that received very little coverage is taking place in the Emerald City, Seattle, Washington. We all have a tendency to complain about our hardships. The participants in the Special Olympics have been nothing short of a blessing to the world. That's good stuff, man. We acknowledge those guys. Good stuff, Johnny D. All right, now I'll leave it at that. I just want to wish happy birthday, belated birthday to my sister. It was yesterday. God bless you. I love you so much, and I hope you enjoyed your special day. And on that note, Miss Elias, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Brown Show. Be instant in season and out of season, as the Bible tells us, as we walk this journey of life. So, for Kathleen Lee, for Jackie, for Chris Rodilla, for Jerome Esprit, for Johnny D, and for Bastelius, I'm Jay Ross, and have a great work week. And remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side. God bless. We'll see you next week. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network.